gun. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. It's a freaking joke. Could I make one point? With the fate of human dignity in our hands. Lordy, I hope there are tapes. Oh, what's in the box? The Brian Suits Show. Good morning. Morning. Seven seventy KTTH Brian Suits here. It's Wednesday, so Brittany, what's her name? Brittany, uh, uh, the you know the teen, the Disney star who's now an insane forty-year-old Spears. Brittany Spears is going crazy again, Uh-oh. so you're not going to hear about that. Um, and I didn't hear this, but uh, Alicia Keys, who was part of the halftime show. I mean, it's the Super Bowl is so three days ago, um, but uh, she, I guess the the NFL. That was a sour note at the beginning of her piano solo, the halftime show. Some people, want yeah, and and I guess I didn't catch it, or but apparently the scandal is that the NFL replaced it or something. I, I don't know how you could live. We're here. I don't know. I heard <clears throat> it live. Well, what's our uh, what's our delay? Our delay is seven seconds, right? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the time to. I mean, all we can do is. Is bump the delay. If, if I go blank word, then Greg hits a button and we go live, and then I can't swear again. I, for one, noted the voice crack on the first note when she came in during the. So it was broadcast, show, and I appreciated it because it meant she was actually singing. That is true. That's the silver lining on the on that one. Well, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll as as the, as this. Uh, as this plot thickens, don't worry, we'll we'll be on top we of it. We got our investigative team. <clears throat> Speaking of on top of it, by the way, two teens and two. It's happening, folks. And again, I I'm I'm never ever happy. I I don't take joy when your beloved teenage kid uh, runs into a swamp because he's a Kia boy and is trying to get away from the popo and uh, drowns. That's not. Uh, uh, no one takes. I don't have that kind of shot in front of. I'm I'm sad that uh, he thought being a Kia boy was a good use of of his time. But uh, it's happening down south. Pretty soon all the kids will be doing it. Two males were found dead near BART light rail tracks in the Bay Area in the last two weeks, according to uh, police logs. The BART police and San Francisco police report that the deceased are both teenagers who have been riding on the tops of moving trains before falling to their deaths. The reason that this is almost a a self-policing problem uh, is because... The whole point of this is to post it on the Instagram or do it live. And and police are, are, are finding that one of these two was live when he tried to stand up and a gust of wind blew him off the train at like 50 miles an hour. But, you know, th- this is in Hollywood and Butch and Sundance can't jump off the train and just do a little roll and get up and, uh, you know, ev- evade the Pinkerton man. That's not how life works when you're jumping off. Uh, light rail, but they're doing it because of a TikTok challenge that evidently started in Asia, where the 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 roofs of the trains, something about the trains, they they could just go slower, and and people are are 
uh, they're exiting the train or or they're they're belted on for one thing. But the American kids are just king of the train and like, oh, okay. So anyway, I thought people only use TikTok to give medical advice and there's, there's that none that none who spreads yeah. the gospel on TikTok. Are you telling me people do dumb stuff? On they that do. Platform? Evidently, there's a that's social. Not, that's not what the commercials say. <laughs> there's social media cred and doing dumb stuff and filming yourself doing it. Uh, um, at the time, by the way, <clears throat> dumb stuff like opening a business in downtown Seattle. Well, so they what, what if they held a hearing and people actually came and explained why public safety is in the, the pooper in uh, Seattle? And then what if a business owner uh, shows up? The, the guy that took over for that, I mean, that that beat, what's his name? Andrew, what's his name? That idiot uh, who represents downtown Seattle. Uh, is a business guy, and he was chairing this uh, committee meeting, and there's an open mic. You go in, you sign up, and then they let you speak. And then, oh, by the way, the chief of police, Adrian Diaz, uh, was was showing up <clears throat> to answer questions and make excuses and things like that. And uh, Channel 4's uh, tall guy with a tie uh, attended. office had previously suggested that property crime was down in 2023. but And they said that. They've been saying, oh, yeah, property crime is, uh, is, is down. and But then they revealed the reason. Today in the first Seattle Council Public Safety Committee meeting of the year, he said, quoting now, that was not an accurate reflection of the situation. Burr? There was a difference between data and anecdotal evidence. Property crime is not down. I mean, uh, we had a huge rash of burglaries. Eugene Wasserman is with the North Seattle Industrial Association. No one reports to the police anymore. And he nailed it right there. Um, you, you know, like even like simple purse, purse grabbing and things like that. People just don't report a cracked window uh, to the police. Um, and in and you know in many cases they you leave a message and they'll call you back and give you an incident number if your insurance needs it. Um, like for instance, you're dumb enough to lock your car in South Lake Union or downtown Seattle. Just don't have stuff that is seeable by the human eye. Don't have anything of any value in the car in case they're curious. And this is going to sound bizarre, but don't lock your car because they're just going to break a window. And it might be the driver's side window. Then you have uh, you have glass ass when you sit down, which is the real thing. Um, so there's that. That's where we are with that. And that if you don't report the crime, or if Seattle police doesn't want to you know hear about it, they're not going to write it down. It's not going to be reported. And that's where we are with if it's a simple property crime, you call a uh, uh, an answer machine uh, in Seattle PD. And at that point, it's so insulting. They did They did one of their scan this QR code, here's a Twitter poll on Channel 4 accompanying th this story. And it was, <clears throat> um, it, it was, is Seattle, sa downtown Seattle safer now than a few years ago? And the choices were don't know, yes, no. And then the, the choice it had the most, like over 75% was I don't know, I don't go there anymore. I mean, I think I got to say, that's where most people when I when I when I'm talking outside of Seattle about the fact that I I park in in South Lake Union and work in Seattle and can't vote here and stuff like that, most people say I don't know I, I haven't gotten years so I don't go. I mean besides a sporting event or some obscure musician, you you don't come here or but I mean besides work. But I do have a folksy anecdote to help highlight the segment. Oh.
do it. My wife and I have a friend who loves to run steps for exercise. She did it at like, uh, what's the Empire State Building and does it all around the Seattle area. And we have some magnificent steps right behind, right the behind studio, us. Right behind studio, right? Yeah, the, the, rape, the rapey, knifey uh, steps, I think <laughs> so, what we call well, them. Well, to your point, uh, she came here just the other day parked her car and i always am thinking i hope she takes a weapon with her or some you know line of self-defense but she saw a homeless guy with that hunched over look Mm -hmm. uh where it looks like you're uh, stretching out your hamstring but really they're high on meth or fent yeah you're you're suffering the the effects of fentanyl i said you kidding me yeah anybody got a narcan this person did not look like he was in good shape um was clearly wigging out on something and then a fire broke out right next to him (laughs) tons of smoke started going up in the air so weird and he (laughs) was totally out of it she thought he was going to burn himself alive so she called the cops and was like was it like at a a nylon tent or whatever they did uh, yeah it was like a blanket that caught fire or something like that but he was clearly in danger she calls the cops, and basically they go, what do you want us to do about it? <laughs> Is he it? currently burning? Not a joke. They, they basically said, why did you call us? Like, what, what are we supposed to do here? And again, I don't know if they're supposed to you know, come with the sirens on and, and haul this guy away to jail. But to me, it was just another sign of the decay of the city. That this open-air drug use and a fire breaking out, and law enforcement just goes, and? So what? Yeah. Big deal. Kids, what do you want us to direct do? your attention to the screen. Let's see. There it is. Another example of the city burning down. Um, and uh, anybody got a narcan? There's, there's that guy. Well, so um, anyway, back to the public hearing uh, yesterday. So, so it was. I'll find the final, final number. But I, I was, I was shocked that I wasn't surprised that 75% of the respondents watching local evening news responded with, I don't know, I don't go, haven't, haven't gone in years. So uh, there's his office at previous crimes. Most people just don't there's bother. It's not worth the energy. There's a ticking time bomb here. He testified before the Seattle City Council's Public Safety Committee that despite the numbers that show property crime down in 2023, business owners remain under siege from burglars. And the fentanyl crisis is fuel for it all. It's not always an accurate reflection of, of our overall crime. Seattle Police Chief Adrian Diaz admitting to the council property crime is worse than his department previously reported. We know we had more officers to be able to take reports, but not sure if that those numbers were accurate prior to 2020 either. I mean, in other words, he's admitting to what the problem is. that They don't have the people to take the reports, and they don't have the inclination anymore on minor property crime. So it gets unreported, so that's how you get, um, oh, well, property crime is down, uh, burglary is down, and it's based on are you reporting it or not. The silver lining is, like, in the times that we forayed up, and I, I recommend well before noon uh, in, in Seattle to go to Wadja Myers, some of these bookstores, two things, go there early and your your vagrant, interactions are minimized thing two: if you bring the physical means um to defend yourself they're not going to call the police and complain okay so uh, i recommend popping into a flying j or or a uh, a truck stop and getting a tire knocker large piece of wood with a very heavy metal head a tire knocker because that's what you do you walk by your truck tires and you go knock 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 and, and so anyway i'm not saying walk around the store with it i'm just saying 
uh, if you have access to it, per, particularly getting in or out of the car, they're, what are they going to do? Complain? Uh, yeah, officer, I was robbing this one guy, this normal, with his kid, and he hit me. Big time. Yeah. So well, they, they may not have been accurate for years. They might not have been accurate for years. Do you have the capacity in staffing to have foot patrols on a regular basis? No. Diaz making the argument that his department needs officers, that has shrunk as the city has grown, and that the council needs a new police guild labor contract with raises to actually attract. I'm all for that. How about starting with getting the, the last of the defunders off the city? Council. Anyone who votes against that is not doesn't have eyeballs. Don't elect blind people to your city council or people in wheelchairs or whatever. But I mean, if if you have to be blind to not see that it's a problem. It's like I say, I this is I'm tired of saying this, but at least it's not Portland. But nevertheless, I don't want it to be Portland. I just want it to be Seattle. Back new recruits. Do you believe that Seattle is safe? You know, that's a good question. I'm trying every single day to making sure that we are addressing overall crime. The mayor wouldn't have done a hiring freeze if business was good. This is a city that depends on business to pay the taxes. So listen to the point the guy's about, speaking of Portland, listen to the point the guy's about to make. This is a city that relies on business taxes. This is a city that depends on business to pay the taxes. This is not Portland where there's an income tax. Businesses leave or don't come. So, I mean, you know, failing businesses that, that get no foot traffic are being subsidized practically uh, by Portland because they have an income tax in Oregon. And all that. Uh, so here, businesses uh, have to, you know, earn it honestly and stuff. So anyway, it was it was interesting, and that's what a warm up for know it all. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. Well, at least we'll always have Redmond. Oh, oops. Uh, well, so anyway, something's going on, and Redmond is covering it up. And this is the the housing. The unhoused, uh, low-income housing that was rejected by Kenmore. I mean, it's not like Kenmore is Beverly Hills or whatever. You know, it's a, it's a nice little neighborhood. You got uh, the lake there. You can watch the float plains land. But it's, I, would, I would call it mixed industrial. And they rejected a vagrant home because, because the, the, the people that are moving in are drug addicts. They're not lacking affordable housing. If you really are lacking affordable housing, you move to Ellensburg or you move where you can afford and you rely on public transportation. I mean, sorry, but I mean, did anyone, has anyone ever been between jobs or whatever? Did you wish you didn't live in the place you lived? Or, you know, and eventually what do you do? You pack your bags and you move. I hate to say this, but no one has a right to live in Redmond. I mean, that's an expensive place for vagrant housing. He just learned his new next-door neighbor could be a six-story affordable housing building with 100 units right here along Cleveland Street. And that's not the only surprise. Redmond City Council will vote tonight on whether to transfer the land to Plymouth Housing for Development. And their goal is to end homelessness. And they were the same ones that were behind the Kenmore thing. And I mean, it's not my job to stand up for the rich, the rich bigwig fat cats. But I mean, I used to live in Redmond and it was nice until it was expensive. And then what I did was I left. I left Redmond. Um, I liked it while it lasted. And then it was a victim of its own success. But I never felt like I had a right to live in Redmond. How are you feeling about the fact that you don't know? You so this poor guy has a computer repair shop. 
I would love to patronize his business, but my computer's working. But he relies on foot traffic, and you have to know where it is. There's lots of old little businesses in, in Redmond. I mean, in spite of its uh, Microsoftization. And he relies on that. He could really use a business without vagrants hanging out on the sidewalk next to him. Didn't know anything about it. I was shocked. Oh, by the way, he's an immigrant uh, who came to this country to succeed, to work hard and prosper. Oops, sorry. So what? Are you kidding me? He says he feels as though the vote is coming without proper time for public input. And citizens have put their angst in writing. We were copied on dozens of emails to counsel and the mayor. And, uh, and she's showing uh, some of these emails that were printed out. And it's like, if you put this here, we have to leave. And like, I, it really boils down to that. You know, it, how do you how do you shoot yourself in the foot, Redman? I mean, are you just so cash rich that you can say, well, it's time to get some vagrants in here. Ending a no vote, citing safety and transparency concerns. The mayor supports transferring the city parcel purchased for five point five million dollars in 2019 to Plymouth Housing. The same as opposed to turning around and selling it to a commercial uh buyer for eight million now and make make redmond a cool uh two and a half million uh, well, and, and the redmond and, city council did vote five to one last night and said hey nice multi-million dollar piece of prime real estate you got there would be a shame if something happened to it <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and so the deal is the people that go in there overwhelmingly are drug addicts they bring their addiction with them um, does everybody remember the, the famous Ron Sims alcohol house uh, right two blocks away from REI? You can see it right off I-5. Like record Seattle paramedic 911 calls. Oh, ambulance is permanently parked up. Yeah, remember, you're, you see, the, the brilliance of that is that, see, they won't pass out on Seattle City streets. They'll pass out in their rooms. No, they pass out on the front steps. And it was like an immediate own goal. In, uh, for Team Sims and just and, and a legacy that will always outlast him, and that's what you get. And I got to say, not brand, not on brand for Redmond, and what wasn't even on brand for Kenmore. Um, and one of my favorite decks in Seattle is the God. What's it called? I think it's just called the Kenmore Inn. But they have a great summer Seattle summer deck, and you sit out there and you just watch the sea, the Kenmore Air seaplanes land. A lot of fun. Just sit there and just watch them land. But without being a vagrant who passes out uh, there on the deck. So anyway, I but I understand how Kenmore is like. No, this is this is no no thanks. Um, you know, uh, and, and so Redmond. What what do you think they would do? What do you think a drug addict does during the spare time uh, in between their public housing, their affordable housing? Uh, in Redmond, they're going to go steal your crap. They're going, but only they're going to be breaking windows on Teslas and Lamborghinis and Ferraris. That's the only the difference between East Lake Avenue East <clears throat> and Avondale Way is uh, the class of car that that is going to be robbed. Jonathan Cho talked to some concerned Redmond residents about this. Were they plan. happy? <laughs> Here's what Joy said: I think They want to turn this into like a downtown Seattle, San Francisco type of environment. Yep. I think that's what they want to do. They want to drive out the people who have worked very hard to live in this community, to earn their housing, to live here, and they don't care about those people. People who pay their taxes and pay their salary. They don't care. <laughs> I mean, she's she nailed ding, it. Ding, 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 you ding. sound like you've been here for a while, and and so anyway, don't if you're if you're in Redmond and you're smart, um, don't let that happen because it it will be, it'll it'll turn into Tukwila, um, not, not quite downtown Seattle or, or Portland or San Francisco, but 
just think Tukwila and, and, and ask yourself why you don't live in Tukwila. And there's your answer. Anyway, that's thing two. Second mm. thing. Wait, what was that? That was the first thing? That was thing? a long thing. Oh, ah, that was a long thing. One. Um, I missed it on the Super Bowl, but uh, the National Highway Transportation Safety Bureau and Tesla have served a cease and desist to this commercial, this anti-Tesla commercial, because they use the Tesla logo. Tesla dances away from liability in autopilot crashes by pointing to a note buried deep in the owner's manual that says, autopilot is only safe on freeways. So the feds demanded autopilot be restricted to freeways. And then the uh, National Highway Transportation Safety Board logo comes up. They didn't have the rights. Shockingly, Tesla refused. This caused many tragic accidents when autopilot was enabled on road. Anyway, bottom line, and they use probably, you know, that really uncompliment, that uncomplimentary picture of Beyonce where she's making that silly face. No. Oh, it it was like a Super Bowl halftime a couple of years ago. and, And she's like in the middle of some gyration. And she made a really ugly face, and they tried to they tried to sweep the internet of the face. This would be Elon Musk's version that's in the commercial. He's turning to answer a question or something, and he's making this, leave your autopilot on and die. I don't care this face on there. Anyway, I didn't notice the commercial uh, until I saw it today. Some, some wealthy guy who hates Musk in California spent $550,000 putting a 30-second anti-Tesla ad on the Super Bowl, and I didn't see it. Well, let's listen to what Alicia Keys had to say about that. Some people want it all. So that's it. Uh, she, her voice just cracks, I guess, right? It's not a bad one. Just, yeah, it'd be, be, be like me. Um, and uh, guess who? A- okay, Biden might be funding the Israelis uh, dropping Palestinian baby-seeking bombs, but uh, he's not 77 like Trump is. Well, I know who I'm going to choose. It's going to be the one of the most successful presidents. Do you have any concerns about his age? Do you have any concerns about whether or not he should be the nominee? I mean, I think right now when it comes to the president's age, folks are talking about how he's 80. Doesn't she sound like a chipmunk? Is, when, is, when's her voice, is her voice going to crack? Everywhere, like, such as. I'm, I know, yeah. But anyway, she's talking about this. Anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. Anyway, um, a father and son marijuana growing gang have been uh, sentenced uh, for years of illegal growing in Seattle, is, did they just get a ticket, or is Washington a little tougher on that? And most Republicans don't even think California is America anymore, right after the same 770 KTTA. Some of the KTTH brand suits here. Well, it's still a crime to exceed your state legal limit for how many pot plants you have, bro. And a 59-year-old uh, uh, Keyshawn Wu 
and his 30-year-old son, Yang Kongwu, were sentenced to 30 months for violating state marriage and production laws. But this is the U.S. Attorney's Office going at these guys. So I'm, I'm going to have to look into this because this is what, what they I, – I really, really hope we haven't done what they did in California where at the same time they legalized marijuana purchase, possession, et cetera, they decriminalized growing more than four plants because the difference between five and 50,000 is a ticket. And so that's why cartels move their growth operations into California. So, but, but it's still, you know, federally uh, illegal for, for the woos. Uh, the two sought to legally license the grow operation at New Direction while not, not complying with any of the guidelines, uh, not accurately tagging and tracking, and tracking their product. Uh, it was based in West Seattle along West Marginal Way, a industrial region. Um, despite several visits from state regulators, uh, so anyway, there 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 are laws. This isn't Europe, uh, man. <clears throat> uh, and so these Rayleys are about to. Let me get to that uh, here in just a second. Was it that? Um, when PR for Israel is not going so great. I mean, uh, you know, you you enlist uh, the, you, some of your own. So we say. Uh, natural assets, and in, in the case of the Israelis, they have a um, a rich, rich vein of female English-speaking soldiers that they can that they can aim at an American audience. Uh, because uh, here on Valentine's Day, twenty twenty-four, um, who 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 who, do, who doesn't like? All we knew was there was injured people this inside. Is Shira, Shira is an infantry person, uh, because the Israelis have co-ed units uh, because. <clears throat> They, they don't have to fight in – they don't deploy to Taiwan, the Philippines, Belgium. They deploy to Israel, okay? And they only have to lose one war. They, so that's why they don't, they, don't, they don't go to the Antarctic. But anyway, Shira is uh, kitted up for combat, and she wants you to know. All we knew was there was injured people inside that needed our help. Hi, I'm Shira. I'm a combat soldier in the unit Baghdelas, which is a co-ed unit that works on the borders of Israel. On October 7th, I got a call early in the morning that everyone must return back to base immediately. I like the piano. The piano. I just tweeted this out, by the way, and I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm no judge, but uh, one feels like maybe. They screened uh, female soldiers and said, which which one would be the least unpleasant to look at? Because let me tell you, in general, you don't want to see an infantryman cleaning his toes, changing his underwear or whatever. Um, but in the Israelis' case, well, there's Shira. No one knew what was going on. We had no idea. Obviously spent some time in America, um, as seen here. And um, because right now, uh, between MSNBC and ABC, the White House isn't saying this. Uh, the White House is still busy with uh, former Admiral Kirby saying, oh, no, we're super happy with all of the care that the Israelis are taking to minimize uh, civilian casualties. In fact, they're, they're more careful than even Americans. He really said that. 20,000 people have been killed. What does the White House base the assessment that Israel is receptive to its concern? As I said, we have seen them take actions, sometimes actions that, that even I'm not sure our own military would take. Uh, Spoiler, we do. 
And that, that's why they're asking us to consult them. In terms of informing civilian populations ahead of operations. Okay, so here's a little problem. Um, the Israelis are about to win the war, um, and there's a final city that they have to take. And now, now they've released video of the head of Hamas, Yahya Sinwar, evacuating his family out of, out of tunnels. Uh, and, and as he walks away from the camera, they freeze it and they outline... Uh, his characteristic jug ears that he has uh, sticking out of the side of his head, and it's him. So he he got his family out. For meanwhile, that's really inspiring for all the guys whose families he's he's telling them keep your family in the line of fire, or else we won't get any casualties. And <clears throat> the the last leverage they have are the hostages that they're still holding, the ones that are still alive, um, and counting on the Israelis continuing to give them a assembly line of innocent dead bodies that they have compelled to stay in the line of fire. And so the last the last town is Rafa, which is at the very southern tip of Gaza. Um, and more more on this, uh, by the way, did we put the tenth break up? Is it uh, it's up there now? It's up. Because if you want to get a real deep dive in this, um, the, starting uh, yesterday, we, we put this up. The tenth break is up there. But wait till the show's over, darn you. And so... Because this is what's going on uh, today, is stuff like this on ABC. Terry, Benjamin Netanyahu calling now for an evacuation of Rafa. This is the southern city of Gaza, which has come to be somewhat of a shelter for uh, the many hundreds of thousands, over a million now. So yesterday I played that clip of uh, King Abdullah saying uh, this is the most devastating thing of all time. And uh, and so I'm, ca I'm calling for a long-term ceasefire before you go into Rafa. And so Netanyahu is saying, okay, well, we're going to do an American-style <clears throat> Fallujah evacuation because the Marine Corps and the Army surrounded Fallujah in November of 2004 and said, if you want to get out, get out this way. And like I explained this yesterday, and we took the eye scan, the cornea scan, the biometric of everyone going out, detained the ones that were, you know, that were hitting uh, and then we, uh, we we executed this this very very careful coordinated takedown of Fallujah, and you know if, if you give me a fixed area like Gaza or whatever, if you're trotting out the old cliches about oh this is an unwinnable war, it's very winnable, and Netanyahu is is going to now he's being he's being prodded by Biden. Don't make me look bad. Because people are interrupting that one, the one guy that won uh, back that congressional seat in, Long, in uh, Long Island, they the 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 young Democrats interrupted him with with the new line uh, last night about you can run, you can hide, you're causing genocide. So you heard it, right? So it's from Long Island right to the White House, to the Oval Office, down to uh, to Jerusalem, to Benjamin Netanyahu. Um, stop this because I'm losing young Democrats. So the Israelis are going to cordon off this final town, which is right on the edge of the border of Egypt. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, but the Egyptians are Arabs, too. They'll just let the Palestinians into Sinai. And the Egyptians said in—, in 1974. No, we're never taking them back. No, no, thanks. No, that's you. That, that's on you there. In Rafa, having fled uh, the war in the rest uh, of Gaza. Now, the problem is that the Israelis weeks ago said, go south, go to Rafa if you want to be safe. 
not thinking ahead to, well, that's going to be where the Hamas guys go too. And so we're going to eventually have to be in there. So they got to find a place to uh, uh, to put these guys. Uh, so this is what he said, but this is fraught with problems. I mean, Palestinians regard this as a forced displacement, not an evacuation. When they're to- when they've been told previously to go to quote unquote safe areas of Gaza, uh, often they tell us they have found that they were not safe, uh, and the bombs find them when they get there. Uh, so look, he has said that they must move, but uh, so far no real plan as as to what that'll actually mean remember well move faster ever think of that so anyway <clears throat> as i say the israelis are, are going to win this um and uh, the the last guy that wants to be a prisoner he the last guy that wants to be taken alive is the head of hamas yaya sinwar because he did like 1996 to 2011 in an israeli prison yes the guy who's in charge of hamas was in israeli custody and he was one of another because the israelis this is i thought this was dumb at the time but they were exchanging one Hamas captive IDF guy for a thousand Hamas inmates. They were doing these thousand for one. I think in that case, it was like 3000 for one. Uh, and and just a, just a bad scene is, is what it was, some would say. And uh, uh, he's, but he's the last guy and he wants his family. Don't worry, he wants his family and his money out, but uh, so, again, because Biden and Blinken and, and even Lloyd Austin don't know what a overwhelming victory is, what the Israelis are doing is biblical. You 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 came and visited uh, a pestilence on my people. Now we're going to bring it back times 10. I mean, this is like a lost book of the Bible, but they left it in the Talmud or, or something. Anyway, um, happy Lent, if you say that, and or Ash Wednesday and stuff. Back in the second AM seven seventy KTTH. I got a movie quiz for you because I just forgot the name of the movie. But uh, I am some somebody KTDH. What 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 was? I don't. Here's the thing. Spoiler alert. DiCaprio movie with with the Hulk with Mark Ruffalo or whatever, and and it's like a moody, stormy murder mystery. DiCaprio's a detective, or is he? Oh, Scorsese's Shutter Island. Shutter Island. That's what it's called. I don't. I mean. Anyway. I didn't see that I, did a, I just did a Biden, anyway. Never watched that. Oh, really? Any good? Well, he, it'd be, apparently it's been voted the biggest plot twist in cinematic history. No. I know. I missed you. I... What, what, okay, once you've seen The Sixth Sense, if you figured out The Sixth Sense, with 10 minutes to go in the movie, or like in my case, about half an hour into it, um, th- then there's there's not going to be a plot twist in that. It's still a, it's a good movie, by the way. I would say Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back has to be number one. 
Luke, I am your father? No. Nobody saw that coming. Everybody who didn't Please. see that coming. Not even the people working on the movie knew it until it debuted in theaters. Come on. <clears throat> Jon Snow killing the Queen of uh, Mother of Dragons was a bigger plot twist. I saw that one coming. Um, I mean, how else would he end it, right? But uh, Fight so. Club has a good twist. Usual Suspects has a Fight great Club, twist. Fight Club, I thought, it has a great twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and still a good movie. Very strong movie. Uh, and Chuck Palahniuk still lives in Portland, and if you personally, if you write him a letter, he will he will make a you know you know those uh, Taylor Swift uh, bracelets that have messages on them. He'll make one of those. He'll for you? write you back with one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I I worked adjacent to him at a radio station down there. Good guy, good guy, and I never read his books till after I met him, and uh, and they were still good books, uh, apparently. Um, well, so uh, where are we with California? Well, let me. They're they're trying to elect a senator to replace Diane Feinstein, and then you have from the Bay Area the crazy Barbara Lee, who proposed a fifty dollar an hour minimum wage. Did you see that? Sounds reasonable. And she said to live in California, which might be true. So move from California, but she. She claimed that she owned a small business at some point, which is really odd because she's a committed Marxist who's been in Congress for years. She's crazy. She's in her 70s. And she looked in the camera and said, $50 minimum wage. And I mean, capitalism would literally collapse. You know what I say to that? Some people. <laughs> um, and, but following up on the crazy is... Uh, a, a guy who thinks, you know, what what, is, what does Trump call Adam Schiff? Calls him pencil neck because he has a pencil neck. He has a disproportionately big head being supported. It looks like an orange on a pencil. Um, and he'd, uh, and so, but anyway, homelessness is caused by poverty wages is what it is. Because see, all the homeless are working. To, uh, to provide housing, to provide support services, mental health treatment for those who are homeless. So, yes, I'm very proud of what I've done. Now, certainly it's going to take more than one member of Congress's effort to address homelessness. But let me just put this in perspective, if I can. Uh, my father turns 96 this month. Uh, he lives in Boca Raton, Florida. He's affectionately referred to as Boca Eddie. Um, when he was uh, starting out as a traveling salesman, when I was a kid, he was in the clothing, the schmata business, he earned $18,000 a year. On the strength of that single income, our family was able to afford a home at $18,000. So anyway, things are more expensive now is his point. Uh, he, he, he says that the problem with homelessness, uh, the reason people are living on the street is because we're paying them poverty wages. Like, no one is sleeping in a tent because they're going to uh, Popeye's uh, to work. It is, but you want to know why people are living on the street? It's because we're paying them poverty wages. Literally, no, it's not. Um, but uh, so that's why the shock finding uh, by the L.A. Times today is, and here's the headline, get ready for this, Republicans. <clears throat> Half of Republicans say California isn't really American. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's what this Republican says. California's national reputation is a place of dreams and prosperities and jeopardy battered by Republicans who dislike almost all aspects of the state and many Democrats who see it as too costly and a poor place to raise a family. And in other words, the normals are, are fleeing. <clears throat> so they have, they, they did a poll. Um, uh, the, the question is, 
Uh, do you think California is in decline? Completely agree, somewhat agree, somewhat disagree, completely Don't disagree. Me with a question like that. So guess what? Republicans, the completely agree plus the somewhat agree uh, is uh, try seventy six percent. And this this is not this is not. Uh, People living in California, uh, it's a survey of 1,004 adult U.S. residents conducted since January 26th and 28th. Um, and, th- and this is the thing. Uh, what you see is soft selling. Cal- w- w- when you see the the drug use and the Bartels closing down and the CVS and the Rite Aid and every drugstore closing down in San Francisco, you're seeing the problem. And businesses closing down, you're seeing the problem. Uh, and <clears throat> young, it's still, however, for some for people who haven't been there, it's still sexy for the young people. Um, so com- uh, the same thing, same question divided up by age, 18 to 34s are 29% completely agree that it's not America. 40% somewhat agree. W- wait till you get there. And, uh, so anyway, that's the, the shock story that you'll, uh, that you'll find, uh, on that one. And by the way, if you, if you flew in. For the Rose Bowl or whatever, you're 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 not seeing the problem because because they do literally clean up for that. Um, there's one city councilman whose district is a crap hole, but suddenly when it was um, uh, the uh, during the, the NBA finals or something two years ago, he he had LAPD do sweeps and clean up some of the diarrhea. some diarrhea some of the broader avenues in his district. Um, and, and that word gets out when people fly home, they go, well, forget that, you know, and I, I was, um, and, 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 and it, I know, I know people who, who there was someone I know whose kid wanted to go to Cal State LA, um, not UCLA. If you, if you say it fast or say it wrong, you might think it's UCLA. No, not, not that campus, completely different thing. And it turned out to be, as advertised, a crap hole. These the, hippie weirdos. The the guy never visited the place, and and that's uh, that's a problem. Did you visit Whit Zaga before you went? Whitworth, whatever. A number of times. Yes. Okay, beautiful hippie. campus. Beautiful. People. I didn't. I didn't clap my peepers on Wazoo till I till I got out the bus. You're I, what now? My, I I did not. I didn't visit Wazoo. I just got off the bus. I'm like, well, what's not to like? You just knew it was your destiny. It was a transitory campus because I was going to transfer to USC, and I'm, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Um, but this has happened. This is what happened uh, at University of Portland a couple of years ago. So many parents were dropping their kids off. We're, we're driving through the neighborhood you have to drive through to get to UOP, a private school. That by the time they got to the campus, the parents were like, no, <laughs> you're not going to college here. Houston, well, we have a problem. What was your backup on that one? And and they, they were they did not let their kids complete their enrollment. And so much so they had to underfund the pension. And so it's the same thing that's happening uh, with campuses in L.A. that are not named Pepperdine, which is not in L.A., or UCLA, which is not in L.A. But, man, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> If you took the surface streets to drive to USC, you'd have the same reaction. Uh, b- because when you get to USC, it's like, well, what's not to like? It's beautiful. 
If you set foot off USC, you're going to get shot. And if you don't need to go anywhere, probably a good idea not to. <laughs> you have to go to USC. So anyway, that's the, the, uh, the article. Half of Republicans say California isn't really American. And that's before you get to the Adam Schiff's and the governor and the poop and uh, the whole thing. So, so, guess, so guess what? Probably Californians are getting it when they um, go home for Thanksgiving or whatever. I know, I know the, the weeks before I fully decompressed and I told people where we came from, there was a look of like I had swam back from Mars or something. All right. Uh, when we come back, a check on your local news. Plus, Mearcus was impeached. Now what? We are Republicans. The dog that caught the car uh, will will ask that, and we'll go back to 1876 for a really boring history guide of impeached cabinet secretaries. Um, the the Belknap files after this. AM 770 KTTH.